0: you know the whole saying you know forgive and forget yeah i think it's forgive and reframe put it
1: on a put it on a mug (laughs) stop it glowing up mentally is not just about preparing for somebody it's deciding mm, that, like that i'm actually not comfortable with what's going on in my mind
0: that's the thing about fear and unforgiveness in general right it coaches you into becoming your worst enemy mm. it coaches you into becoming the very thing that you are trying to avoid and it's
1: worse because it's in the guise of protecting
0: yourself this is it self-sabotage yeah that's what self-sabotage looks like it's okay to fail you know I think there's such stigma around failure mm. because we allow it to become our identity mm. as opposed to something that has happened. happened. Hello and welcome to the Two My Sisters podcast. I'm Renee. And I'm Courtney. And we are your online big sisters and hosts
1: of the Two My Sisters podcast.
0: Now we are all about promoting the wellness, growth and development of a community of sisters across the world. And in today's conversation, we are
1: talking about the mental glow up. We have already started the conversation talking about glowing up. And the fact that sometimes when you glow up, it's not about going up, mm. but it's about starting deep down and doing the inside work. So today we're going to be talking about glowing up mentally when it comes to making sure your mind is set on chasing your dreams there can be some obstacles in your way and we're going to be talking about those obstacles in today's episode so that you are set to glow up for the next few months sis let's get it it's time for what uh ding 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 we love to see it so let's get into it Mm -hmm. y'all are so beautiful that's what
0: she's know. i know an american when i I (laughs) see it i know it okay
1: so here's (laughs) my dilemma i am 22 years old and i would like to start dating however i have been turning down potential boyfriends for fear of being in a relationship my mom is still not okay with me having a boyfriend whenever i want to see a guy i am forced to lie to her my auntie, whom we live with, always snitches on me to oh. my mum whenever any guy tries to show interest in me. What
0: a gossip,
1: huh? <laughs> I recently discovered. <laughs> I recently discovered I am a fearful avoidant, so attachment style. Mm-hmm. And so I honestly don't know how to go about it. I have regretted saying no to potential suitors, but what should I do? Oh, 22. Geez. I don't know about you. But I'm feeling 22. We were recently 22. Yeah, no longer 22.
0: Can you imagine? We're even shifting towards the.
1: Don't say So, <laughs> <laughs> as a 22-year-old, yeah. you are grown. Yeah. You already know about, I'm a resident, Yeah, your parents can yeah. only say so much, Yeah, but at the same time, I think, listen to why your mom doesn't want you to date. I was thinking exactly that. Take that as wisdom and advice to be, you know, cautious and wise as you're exploring the dating scene, but don't let that stop you from living your own life mm. you're young you're 22 this is the time to be dating exploring yourself whether casually trying to find something serious yeah. whatever that may be so in terms of your auntie that keeps snitching on grasshoppers oh i'm not gonna lie you're going to have to tell her auntie respectfully why are you spying on me
0: it's all and it's always the aunties
1: why are you spying on me is everything well what's what's your concern here because it it, it could be rooted in sincere concern yeah yeah um but also it could just be a tale of you've got to mind your business because I'm sure you were dating when you're my age and even if you weren't I'm of the legal age of dating so I I want to explore that and and assure them I'm going to do it responsibly I'm going to do it um with knowledge with wisdom growing my experience whatever it is they're fearful of put their minds at ease but also tell them that they need to give you the room to grow yeah. and they need to give you the room yeah. to have your own experiences. Um, in terms of regret, regretting turning down potential suitors, there's no room for regret here. It's gone. It's the past. You can move on and find somebody who will make you happy or date people and, and start gaining that experience from now going forward. But you have to have the boldness and the resolve in you that this is this is, this is the decision you're going to make now. Mm-hmm. But what about
0: you? I think fairly similar. The first thing that I thought was, you got to talk to your mom. Mm. Like, you just need to sit her down and be like, I'm going to (laughs) date. I think, um, I mean, I don't know what kind of like cultural ethnic background um, that you're from. Yeah. But typically there are some cultures or some ethnicities where it's a bit like, yeah, you know, I'm not trying to see you date ever until you get married. (laughs) Facts. Which is a problem because you need to be able to date to figure out what you like, figure out what they like, figure out that they're hopefully not a serial killer before you marry them. Um, (laughs) So I think it is genuinely, you do need to have those conversations with your mother just so that they are aware of the fact that you're not a kid anymore Mm. and you are an adult and you can basically do what you like Mm. within reason. Like it's, what's the word? Untenable. Mm. It is untenable. As for auntie, I'm more concerned about auntie yeah. because how can auntie really be out here snitching your business to your mom? Although there's a lot of aunties, I was that are like literally
1: that. about to say that, there's and a lot I, of them. I kind of want to have compassion and see it like we want to protect our daughters and protect, you know, it's a community thing. Mm. But at the same time, a lot of our community doesn't, or communities, no matter where you're from, sometimes doesn't give us the room to go from being a child to being an adult. Like Mm. that transition can be very hard on the adults that are within our, you know, little communities, village, family, whatever. Um, That's annoying. That can be very annoying as the person who's trying to transition into adulthood, having somebody (laughs) trying to keep you as a child in this specific area. Mm. But I wanted to talk about the fact that she is scared. And literally she said, I've been turning down potential boyfriends for fear of Mm. being in relationship oh, yeah. and I think it's yeah. so good we're talking about this in this episode because fear is something that we're going to address but I think it's important to one why are you fearful of being in a relationship actually taking a step back I love that you've identified your attachment style because that's a huge way to kind of start to understand yourself and why you have these ideas towards relationships I think assessing your I guess, social factors and the way you were raised and your history and whatever mm. has happened to you, why are you fearful of relationships? Once you start to understand that, you'll understand you're for yourself. Do I have a logical fear of this or am I just, is this fear a bit irrational? Yeah. And once you start addressing that and you start addressing your own patterns, you maybe self-sabotage um, or Feelings towards relationships that may be a projection or maybe, be, um, yeah, irrational. You start to identify that actually I don't need to have this fear or maybe this fear is valid and I need to start healing from the things that have caused me to be fearful. But you need to know what got you to this stage of my response to having a relationship presented to me is to be scared and run away. Mm. You need to know what made you get to that point.
0: Absolutely, especially if it is entangled within your family dynamic as well. Um, Because the fact that you mentioned, you know, fear of a relationship as well as, you know, auntie, mother, is there also a family history there Mm -hmm. that might have fed into that fear? Um, So yeah, I think all of these kind of things are operating within the same ecosystem Yeah, and really sitting down and trying to figure out First of all, what the problem is with your relatives. And then second of all, the problem with you. Mm. Because once you have, you know, talked to your relatives and stuff like that, as Courtney said, this comes down to what is your problem? Yeah. So (laughs) figuring that out is really the first step to understanding how can you kind of like move past that? Mm. Um, Because yeah, relationships are great. They're actually really great. Healthy relationships. Healthy relationships can be really, really fulfilling. And I think that- for those of us who may have experienced any like trauma from Mm. past relationships, or if we have experienced any kind of like secondhand trauma where Mm. we've seen relationships that have broken down or were, you know, particularly toxic, or we might've simply just never seen a healthy relationship in that particular dynamic. There's that fear of the unknown. There's that fear of getting hurt, that fear of your vulnerability being weaponized and Mm. all of that stuff. Relationships can be very rewarding, healthy ones, but they do require an element of risk. And as somebody that has, you know, a fearful avoidant um attachment style you're running away from risk yeah you're really running away from risk yeah. but you really really do like there is nothing in this world worth having, in my opinion, that does not involve an element of risk. Mm. You always have to take so good. a risk for good things to happen. So good. Um, so yeah, like Courtney said, I would say literally sit down with yourself and try and figure out why are you afraid? Yeah. What is contributing to these factors? Figure out if they're rational or irrational. Yeah. If they're irrational, then sis, you, you have some internal work to do. Yeah. If they are rational, then you still do have some internal work to do. Yeah. Um, but obviously- it will differ. Yeah. The emphasis will differ. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what I would say to that. Yeah.
1: And I love the whole like identifying your attachment style is really good because mm. oftentimes, well, not oftentimes, the theory is your attachment style is dependent on the style of caregiving you had whilst growing up and being raised. It's a response to experiencing a lot of turbulence. So you've had people be responsive to you and validate your experiences. And then you've also had them, the same people, withdraw from you and they've been in and out and kind of inconsistent in their caregiving to you. And you may have experienced that from your mom, your dad, your aunt, your whoever, whoever was around you. You've actually got to go to the roots of this these issues, which is what is the sort of relationships I have engaged in and how have they turned out? With the knowledge that a romantic relationship requires even more vulnerability, mm-hmm. maybe I'm scared of the fact that everyone else who's been in relationship with me, in re- um, proximity to me, has treated me inconsistently they've treated me with turbulence i'm scared to end up having that when there's more at risk and i think that assessing your relationships with the people you already have and how that has affected you and your perceptions of people not just romantic partners is going to be really important Mm -hmm. so sit down and really analyze what is going on with me and my relationship with people and where did that come from and realizing Is it my fault? Is it their fault? Is it someone else's fault? And it's not about pointing blame. It's just about putting the right amount of responsibilities on the right people so that you don't end up projecting it onto your future partner because you're probably going to end up with someone anyway. But it's going to be easy to displace all of these feelings on one person because they're there Mm. instead of actually identifying who is not to blame, but who is responsible for this. Let me put that on them so that I can approach this new person with a clean slate. Mm. That's what I'd say. I love that. I'm so glad we're talking about fear though, because we're about to go and talk about the mental glow up. And fear is one of the biggest things. Yeah. The biggest things that the girls be struggling with. And we're going to talk about fear in something, a little project that's coming really soon. Oh, a new part of the channel that's coming really soon. Uh so if you are listening to the podcast on Apple or Spotify, I recommend this week, heading over to YouTube.
0: You heifers better subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> and subscribe for a little something extra. Just a dash. Some would say a bit of a plus. Uh, Sp- oh,
1: I see Ooh. what you did there. Okay, oh, but that's I all I'll say in there. this no, episode. No, 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 no. But let's talk about the mental glow up. So let's Renee, yes, what does it mean to grow up mentally?
0: Well- it means a myriad of things, Miss well, Courtney. Why like not hair stroke? Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're so <laughs> annoying. It means a myriad of things, but I think baseline, mental glow up, it means that you are in a place where you are comfortable and secure with your thought processes. Mm. So it really means that you feel confident enough to make good decisions, mm. good choices. You're at a place where mentally you feel happy about yourself. Mm-hmm. You have an internal sense of joy as to where you're actually at right now. Yeah. Irrespective of where you are at externally, internally, you are consistent. Yeah. You are mindful. You are caring. Yeah. You are, for want of a more sophisticated way of saying this, you're in love with yourself. Mm-hmm. You're actually actively in love with mm-hmm. yourself. Um, So that's to me what the mental glow up is baseline. Because yeah. I think for many of us, we often think of the glow up as something external like it manifests yeah. as something external right it's the yeah i'm going to glow up with the the body i'm going to glow up with the hair i'm going to glow on. up with the you know the car the <laughs> house but your mentality is trash yeah trash and you'll carry that through and it's something that we've spoken about you know in some of our own like private conversations but character is really the root of all things mm. And you can have the glow up externally. You can have all of these things, but never really glow up internally. And we've also spoken about the importance of sustenance and maintaining in order to sustain and maintain the glow up externally, you need to glow up internally yeah. because that's what's going to carry you through. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say that the mental glow up is really about focusing on how can I get myself to a place where mentally I'm happy with mm. myself. I am in love with myself. Mm. Um, I show grace to myself yeah. and I can actively use my, frame of mind where I'm at right now to sustain the other things that I'm looking for externally that's good so that that's how I would describe that that's really good obviously last week we were talking
1: about you know
0: (laughs) uh (laughs) hashtag red pill Hashtag and, and,
1: fire. And in, a, in a lot of these high value conversations right a lot of it is around glowing up leveling up yes. changing and kind of evolving rebranding yourself and just becoming the best version of yourself which we are so not against but I think one of the um dangers that we've identified about these conversations and these movements and and resources is they can be highly superficial mm-hmm. and when you look at the glow up, and this is why it was important, we kind of established in the previous glow up episode, if you haven't watched it or listened to it, please go and do so, um, that this is a lot of deep rooted work that you have to do. And the the things that people will be able to see, the fact that you're glowing, you're happy, you're more confident, you speak better, um, or you're you're pursuing your talents or you're pursuing your career, your money is up, you've got nice stuff. Um, all of that is really just the fruits and the result of doing the deep internal work, which mm. is actually where Where you need to invest your time your effort and your resources and so glowing up mentally is not just about preparing for somebody Mm, it's deciding that that I'm actually not comfortable with what's going on in my mind Like I'm the one who's constantly with my mind. I'm the one who can constantly hear my voice and I am not my internal voice. And I am not very comfortable with the fact that maybe I'm always scared. I'm always um, anxious. I'm always depressed. I I always hear this voice in my mind of um, feeling like an imposter or like I've I've got all these wild dreams, but I never feel like I am deserving of them. Like Mm. all of these things and lies that we tell ourselves, you have to decide that you are not comfortable with that voice in your mind for yourself mm-hmm. for your own life right i think the the big thing about glowing up mentally at the end of the day character really is all about a decided mind mm. a mind that has decided this is what i stand for this is how i want to live this is my life's ethos my life's mission um And I'm decided on that. And I'm going to be consistent and integral on that. This is the way I want to carry myself. This is how I want to be known. But all of that starts up here. And until you decide for yourself that this is who I am and this is how I'm going to live, that the environment that you're in will decide for you. You know, the the way people treat you will constantly affect you. And instead of you to go in thinking I am the agent and I am the, the, the leader of my own life, you're going to let other people lead your life for you. So for me, the mental glow up is really about deciding who do I want to be? What do I want to stand for? Um, and how am I going to live my life mm. day to day mm. so that I can hold myself accountable? And so, like you said, I can be in love with me and I can actually be satisfied. Um, though we're on a constant journey of evolution, blah, 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 but I can actually be happy with where I am right now because I know What's going up in here? What's going on in here? And yes, what's going on out here? I'm happy with it. I'm satisfied. I can walk with my head held high, my shoulders raised, and know that I am that girl, yep. you know? Not because I'm better than anyone, but because for me, I have decided to be the person I want to be. Mm. It's, it's serious main character yeah, energy. Oh, main really, character. really, really main character energy. But you have to decide that mentally. This is... Yeah. But in deciding all of these things and getting your mental glow up going yeah of course you have to take care of your mental health and in this episode we are going to be talking about different things that you need to let go of in order to glow up mentally but there are some things that won't be addressed in this episode so I wanted to take a pause and just remind you that we are not licensed therapists but you might need a therapist to really help you get to know what's going on deep down over here we love therapy we do therapy we, do. we encourage therapy we do. and you can get affordable and accessible therapy from better help better help is a platform filled with loads of licensed professional therapists who are educated and willing to help you get through this season and journey to glowing up getting better healing
0: Come on now. healing
1: okay mm-hmm. okay and they will hold your hand through it you can find therapists all over the world who can really help you and cater to your specific needs. We have a special thing for y'all where you could get 10% off your first month of Therapy. It's all done online. It's completely secure and we highly recommend trying it out. It is really affordable. We both used it. Mm -hmm. And so please check out the link in the description box or go Mm -hmm. to Uh
0: www.betterhelp.com
1: forward slash to my sisters.
0: I know
1: that's right. That's (laughs) www.betterhelp.com forward slash to my sisters. But definitely check out therapy. I think Mm -hmm. it's a worthy investment for someone who has decided i want to glow up and it's going to start with my mind but let's get into some of the things you need to let go of
0: juicy <laughs> juicy juicy J.
1: fear number one mm. as we heard from my dilemma a lot of women are scared they're afraid we are fearful right talk to me about fear how do you let go of fear yeah how do you let go of fear, Renee? How? Yeah.
0: How is the question? A lot of sisters are afraid. A f- not a third. They're afraid. <laughs> they're so scared and afraid they're <laughs> <laughs> They can't say the whole <laughs> word because they're afraid. <laughs> but how, how do you actually stop being afraid? Stop being afraid. Um, first of all, it is a process. Mm. Um, I think the very first thing that you need to do, without giving too many spoilers as to mm. the little plus that's coming soon. <laughs> is you got to know exactly what you're afraid of. Mm. Because I think when you're not sure of what you're grappling with, Mm. there's more fear of the unknown than the actual thing that you think you're afraid of. Okay, go. So when you haven't, named the thing Mm. when you haven't identified the thing the thing becomes bigger than the thing itself so like what is it that you're actually afraid of like what is the worst case scenario what is it that is holding you bound because a lot of sisters are literally in bondage Mm. to mental fears that don't actually exist in real life okay so is it that man like it's funny the mind will really blow out of proportion exactly what we're afraid of so when we think about things like um oh I don't want to you know pursue this job why because I'm afraid of what mm. what if I don't get it okay. you haven't tried but you actually haven't tried yeah like what is actually the worst case scenario yeah and then when you dig a little bit deeper You understand that it's not just fear that you're dealing with, but you're also dealing with low self-esteem. And I think that's more scary than (laughs) the thing that you're afraid Afraid of. of, Yeah. So I think, first of all, name and shame the thing that you're afraid of. Mm. What are you really afraid of? What are you really dealing with? And sit down with it, sit with it and figure out what is the worst case scenario. Yeah. When we think about, you know... um, classic case in the dilemma of not being afraid of a relationship or being afraid to make the first move. What are you really afraid of? Are you afraid of making the first move or are you afraid of rejection? Mm. Why? Because you've been rejected somewhere else in your life. What are you really afraid of? What are you really
1: afraid of? Right.
0: So really, like, do the actual deep work of sitting down with yourself and figuring out what am I really afraid of
1: here? This is it. What is it and why? And why? Because
0: something like rejection, cool, it hurts. But why am I afraid of rejection? Mm. For uh, the majority of people, they're afraid of. I mean, rejection is not a nice thing at all. But a lot of people are afraid of rejection because they believe that it is a reflection of themselves and their worthiness and their worthiness. Yeah. Which is why the mental glow up is so important, right? Because If you have in your mind and in yourself Mm. a quiet sense of self-confidence, you would understand that rejection actually has nothing to do with you. Mm. Rejection is actually something about the other person as much as as it is about you. So if you are rejected from a role, it's not necessarily that you're underqualified or you're just simply not right for the role as a Mm. human being, it might be that they're looking for something different and that's not you and that's okay. Mm. In the same way that if you are, you know, you like someone and they reject you, it doesn't mean that you're, you know, objectively not pretty or not good enough or not small enough. It just means they're looking for something different and that's not Not you. you. So understanding that rejection, particularly when we're dealing with fear, is not a reflection of yourself, yeah. is important. Um, but in terms of like overcoming fear, one of the best ways that I overcome fear in my own life Tell us. is you got to push the boat out mm. bit by bit. You got to be... You can't tackle the big fears head on, straight on sometimes, yeah. especially if you haven't built an appetite for it. yeah, You've got to start taking the smaller risks in your life first in preparation for the big risks right so if you are afraid of for example going for the job and and, and it's a big role go for the smaller things mm. start taking on a bit more responsibility and feel it like yeah. really really live in the moment or if you're afraid of you know asking somebody out for dinner under the premise of i like you or admitting that you like the mm-hmm. person ask to hang out you don't have to tell them that you like them just say yeah. oh i enjoy your company Maybe we should hang out. Yeah, That's not really saying I'm in love with you and I want to marry you and have mm. your kids. It's literally you just say, let me hang out with this person and see mm. what's good. So make it a culture within yourself to confront the smaller fears in your life yeah. before you confront the bigger fears. Ooh, that's so good. It's so, so important that you build up the appetite because if you try and confront your big fears without building up the appetite yeah. for it, that fear is even going to become bigger when you <laughs> fail. It's even going to become bigger that's when you fail. You're literally just going to be looking like, Wow yeah i'm not doing that again that is so true never again That is um and then lastly i would say confront your fears and if you are taking on the big fears do it in community Mm. do it in community because Mm. sometimes our fears are magnified when we feel alone that's a word they're really magnified (laughs) when we feel alone
1: that's a word but
0: you've also got to realize that a you're not alone b people are dealing with the same fears as you hence why we are getting dilemmas from a lot of the sisters out here Mm -hmm. and you guys have very similar dilemmas down to a T like we could probably like change the names or change like where they're from and you'd be like okay but whose dilemma is this and it's (laughs) like because they're so similar literally you're not the only person going through your no. fear i'm telling you there everybody is af- like afraid of rejection everybody is um afraid of not getting what they want yeah. everybody is um dealing with some semblance of like low self-esteem yeah. in some area obviously to varying degrees so you're good. not alone in your fears so good you're not alone and as much as you are not alone in your fears you don't have to com- confront them alone either and that's where things like accountability and um, really confiding in your support systems yeah. come into yeah, place. If matters. you're afraid of something, you need to share it. Yeah. You actually need to. Fra- There's been some times where I will like call up Courtney or I'll message her. I'll be like, Courtney, I am scared. And, and, we, <laughs> and we say it so honestly.
1: I'm like, afraid. what's wrong? What's what's really at the root of this feeling? Why are you hesitating? Why, why are you hesitating? Why are you procrastinating? Mm-hmm. Why are you changing your mind all the time? Mm-hmm. Real truth of the matter is I'm, I'm scared. F- I am
0: a furred. A f- <laughs> f- <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, so, and sometimes it's not just a fear of failure. And I never used to get why people would say this, but like a fear of success, right? Mm. Sometimes the unknown of success yep. is scary. Yep, yep. And I think for a lot of us, it's... Do you have a space where you can be vulnerable enough to say, I'm scared because a lot of us associate fear with weakness. Yep, yep. But fear is a natural human response, this is right? It. Having your guards come up and having that, you know, I need to protect myself, self-preservation. It's instinct. Do you yep, get what I mean? Yep. When you're presented with the unknown or something that feels bigger than you. But the truth of the matter is, I think with fear, A lot of us think we are fighting fear. Mm. But one thing that fear actually does is it puts us in our own way. Mm. The thing that's blocking you from the thing that will make you happy, the relationship, the job, the starting that business is not the fear. It's you. Like every insecurity is coming to the surface. Every past failure, every past disappointment, everything is bubbling up right now Mm -hmm. and trying to remind you. And in fact, you are reminding yourself of every time it went wrong. And you're not giving your, the, yourself the opportunity for it to go right. And so there is no one else to blame when you do not possess that which will, that which will make you happy because you were the one who stopped you from getting it. No one said, you can't have this. You told yourself, I don't deserve this. Mm. And that's,
0: mm. that can, Mm-mm-mm.
1: fear can instantly lead to, if you entertain it for long enough, it will lead to Disappointment in yourself. Yeah. It will lead to you feeling like I can't trust myself and I, I regret even in that dilemma, right? I regret past decisions. So if we know from past experiences that I don't like living with this feeling of regret, if that feeling of that feeling of regret is heavier than the nerves you have putting yourself forward. Absolutely. And so if I don't want to suffer, from the weight of that regret, I would rather carry the smaller burden of just putting myself in this uncomfortable situation and taking the chance and putting the bet on myself that it will actually go right. Mm. And so start reinforcing your, to your mind, not everything goes wrong for me. And I think this that's a big it. lie that we tell ourselves all the time. Ooh. Everything goes wrong for me. That is I can great. celebrate your wins that and I can great. tell you. Why should you be scared? Because great. in my mind, you're a winner. But in my mind, I'm a loser. So the same thing I would tell you, don't be scared over. I'm scared wow. because I don't think I can do it. I can believe you can do it. And as much as you tell me, Courtney, you're a winner too. But in my mind, I'm I a loser. I
0: don't believe it. I don't, I don't believe, believe good
1: things happen for me. And all of that can really be rooted in your past. And I love what you mentioned when you were talking about fear, because you have to go back and you've got to look at past disappointments. And one of the biggest things you have to do to mentally glow up is deal with past disappointments Mm. and forgive. This is one of the hardest things I have struggled with. (laughs) I don't want to. Not just forgiving myself, forgiving actual other people. Yeah. Because a lot of the times, a lot of us are scared because of very valid reasons, and it's based on historic events that have happened. Not historic, (laughs) historic events. Not landmine events where somebody did something to us, or we did something, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we ended up disappointed, rejected, and it led to fear for the future. Because now, based on my experience, I I've got. A template for how trusting pans Mm, out I've got a mm. template or a a case study for how investing pans out this is yep it leads to disappointment and so for example some of us in the past I've built a business before it didn't work now I've got this new idea but I'm scared because the only example I have of me building a business is resulted in failure so now I'm scared to do it again because the only reference I have is negative yeah yeah so then, how do you get over disappointment and actually forgive
0: yourself mm. and others? That I think you put that so beautifully. Honestly, Thank you. many of us see <laughs> <laughs> many of us see our experiences as a blueprint for the future. Mm. That's not the case. Mm. We really do need to break this idea, this whole. You're not suffering from cyclical fail- failure. Yeah. You're not suffering from it, and I think. First of all, if you are somebody that is relatively self-confident, mm. you would go back and try to understand and use those experiences and use those failures to your advantage as opposed to your disadvantage. Mm. So cool. The business didn't work out. Why? Yeah. What could I do differently to make sure that it works out yes. the next time around? In the same way that, you know, relationships, right? Broke up with my boyfriend. It didn't work out. Go back, why didn't it work out? Mm. How can you now use that to your advantage as opposed to your disadvantage? How can you see this as a way to make you stronger as opposed to a way that confirms your weakness? Mm. The mental blow up is just so comprehensive because Mm. it really does require the reframing of your entire thinking. Mm. How do you process events that have happened? How have you processed experiences? Why is it that you think your failures are indicative of your future? Mm. Because a lot of us have succeeded in things too. But we won't remind but ourselves But we won't remind them. We're on to the next one. We never bask or we never sit in our successes, yeah. right? But back to the point on um, unforgiveness. Because harboring unforgiveness, that will ruin your life. Mm. Whether it's unforgiveness towards yourself or other people, that will ruin your life. Because you will carry that form of projection, Yeah. From unforgiveness will ruin your life. And it's not because you're destined to um, repeat the same cycle. It's because you have chosen to repeat the same cycle. Ooh, okay, go into that. Most of us think that, cool, because the relationship failed before, it's going to fail again. Mm. That's not true. Because Mm. you have coached yourself into thinking that way that's the thing about fear and unforgiveness in general right it coaches you into becoming your worst enemy mm. it coaches you into becoming the very thing that you are trying to avoid and it's
1: worse because it's in the guise of protecting yourself this is it
0: self-sabotage yeah that's what self-sabotage looks like it doesn't actively look like you going into the mirror and saying you know <laughs> you're trash i'm gonna ruin your life <laughs> You wait on me, I'm gonna <laughs> break you into pieces. It's not Facts. it's not an active, it's the response to new stimuli in the same way. Mm. So you've got a new person, they don't know you from Adam. Yeah, but because somebody else broke your heart, all of a sudden they're destined to break your heart yeah. too. It's not um you you'll be approached with a new business idea yeah. and you you're really thinking, oh, this could work out. But because of that last business, you know, you you just feel in your head that right. it's not gonna work out. It's up to you what you take as your truth. Truth is not objective fact, it's actually a constructive reality. It's a constructed reality. How are you constructing your reality? What are mm. the materials that you're using to build that frame of reference mm. and to what ends? With unforgiveness, it's a very specific and special type of bondage mm. because it leads to resentment.
1: And
0: Quinny <laughs> yeah. already knows our track record with the word resentment. We have such a funny anecdote. <laughs> I don't even know if we're allowed to share it's it. Just not, it's just
1: not. We have been called resentful in our time and it wasn't a good result. It
0: wasn't a good result at <laughs> all for, for the person or the entire community. Um, but yeah, unforgiveness leads to resentment mm. and undue unwarranted resentment. resentment. Right? It's just so so, so destructive. And I think we're dealing when you're dealing with unforgiveness, you actively have to work on forgiving. It's not gonna happen in a day because mm. you're still gonna have feelings, right? You're gonna have emotions, you're still mm. gonna have experiences that tell you otherwise. Yeah, and they are valid. And they're valid. This is not to say, you know, the whole saying, you know, forgive and forget. Yeah. I think it's forgive and reframe.
1: <gasps> put it on a put it on because, a mug.
0: <laughs> stop it because you can't forget. I think that's yeah. doing a, that's doing a disservice to your experiences. Mm. You're doing yourself a disservice to the fact that you actually experienced that trauma. Mm. You can't forget those you things. You can't forget. Like think about the deep deep trauma that people have potentially experienced. Yeah. If you were abused, you can't forget that. Yeah. Your body like biologically you can't forget that. So I think it's such a disservice and I think it's actually kind of disrespectful to inform somebody and be like you need to forgive and forget. Yeah. Forgive and reframe reframe your your thoughts your style of thinking Mm. and understand i think dealing with the two so let's deal with unforgiveness towards yourself and then unforgiveness towards other people Mm. i want to deal with unforgiveness towards the self first yeah because typically when we think of oh i'm not going to forgive somebody we think of another person as Mm. opposed to ourselves but many of us have not forgiven ourselves for a myriad of things many of us have not forgiven ourselves for in fact our response as opposed to forgiving um, ourselves, is to beat ourselves up even more. Yes, punish ourselves. Punishment is our response to failure yeah. when really we need to forgive ourselves first. Yeah. How many times have many of us started, you know, an exercise or diet regime and we've fallen off for like a day or two and we go to restrict food afterwards. Literally, which literally detox. Just, detox. <laughs> I'm starting my seven day detox with I'm my just, green I'm juice. I'm just drinking water I'm just and drinking salt water and, and they, kale. And they will tell everybody about it too. Yeah. It's like, guys, I'm just going to detox. I'm just going to (laughs) detox. You need to detox your mind first before you detox your body, honey. This is it. That's some toxic behavior. Yeah. That's some, you need to reframe your, your, your style of thinking there. Okay, cool. You binged. In Mm -hmm. fact, you didn't even binge. You indulged. Yeah. Okay. You enjoyed yourself a little bit too much. Yeah. Don't punish yourself. Move on. Yeah. It's even um, nutritional advice that if you overindulge, don't restrict your calories to the point of nothing. Mm. You just move on and carry on. Yeah. Your body will adjust. Yeah. Even the way that we treat our body, we need to like, your body needs to forgive you for some of the things that you've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> It's a word, (laughs) but that's an example, or perhaps you weren't, you know, a good friend to someone, Mm. or perhaps you didn't quite hit your targets or your to-do list. Mm. And your response to that is to punish yourself. Mm. I've got to stay up till 5am. I've got to Mm. write a a long voice note apology. I've got to do this. If your response to your own self-transgressions is punishment, Mm. no wonder you have low self-esteem. You haven't shown yourself any kind of grace Ooh. or love. Of course, why would you have high self-esteem? Ooh, it's so true. And many of us will mask this under the fact, oh yeah, I do my face masks. Yeah. I have rest. Superficial self-care. I have all of this superficial self-care, but you haven't forgiven yourself for something that you did like two weeks ago, Facts. three months ago, Facts. a year ago. Facts. You haven't forgiven yourself for the fact that you committed to celibacy and you had sex with that boy that you you like, like a year ago. And now your celibacy... Is not you're not doing it because you love yourself, you're doing it as punishment. Punishment. Oh, that's a word.
1: That's you're a doing that as punishment. Because it's you not...
0: haven't reframed your thinking. Absolutely. I love that. You're using punishment as validation. Mm. So you need to get up out of that that style of thinking. Or you know, um, you haven't forgiven yourself for that time that you know you may have done something very terrible to your friend yeah. now you are no new friends i'm closed off you know working yeah. on myself and all that. <laughs> you need to forgive yourself yeah and it sounds crazy but in terms of doing that practically you actually need to i think just in general we need to look at ourselves in the mirror a lot more because we mm. don't actually look at ourselves mm. because we often um engage with people from ourselves we never have the opportunity to talk to ourselves to or ourselves. engage with ourselves that's good you might need to look at yourself in the mirror and say, "Listen, honey, I forgive you." Mm. I am such a um I, I really, really support the whole idea of talking to yourself, yeah, because, as you were saying, we all have internal voices, yeah, and sometimes those internal voices are not of good. They mm. are not from good things, they have no good intentions. yeah sometimes you have to actively override those kind of things by talking to yourself out loud. Bad. Right now, I need you to just say, "Listen, I forgive me." I forgive me. I'm sorry for the things that I've done to myself. I'm sorry for the things that I've done to myself. And I forgive me. And I forgive me. It starts with that. So focus on forgiving yourself first, Mm. because that then becomes a template as to how you can forgive others without resentment and without punishment. Moving on to forgiving other people. Yeah. Now, this is kind of difficult because oftentimes many of us feel like we require some kind of closure or an apology in order to forgive somebody else. Yes. That can be dangerous because unfortunately you're responsible for yourself, but you're not responsible for other people. You cannot actively police somebody else's actions towards Mm -hmm. you. In fact, some of them might not even be sorry for what they did to you. And this is it. They're not sorry. Going (laughs) seeking for closure... You
1: may trip up and find an answer you do not want. This is because it. some people are exactly that not sorry. They're not sorry. You're never going to get it. They don't even know they did something listen, wrong.
0: Listen. Now what?
1: Your the condition of your healing cannot be on somebody else's change. It has to be on your decision to heal. Mm, and yes, mm. a part of that process can be going and looking for a sorry. Mm-hmm. But it can't be built on that. But yeah, sorry, I interrupted you. No,
0: no, honestly, like that's exactly this. And sometimes in looking for closure, we actually elongate the healing process. Mm. So you're like, yeah, I'm going to close this chapter. The chapter has now started again. Mm. In fact, you're inviting cyclical traumas into your life because you're waiting on somebody else's sorry as permission to move on. You cannot do that.
1: That was a word. You actually,
0: <laughs> you actually can't do that because how many, how many sisters have we heard? Oh, I went looking for closure and I ended up pregnant. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. I went looking for closure and I ended up arrested. <laughs> <laughs> like, set his house on fire I'm in so a sorry. jail cell. Yeah, and it's like, oh, I don't know what came over me. You know, or I went looking know. for
1: closure and then I ended up taking him back. But we weren't fully over the things
0: that broke us up in the first this place. Is it. Closure. Yeah, you need to close that chapter yourself first. (laughs) You need to, no, 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 you actually need to because that sorry may never come. And if it does come, then that's cool. But you do need to understand that, that forgiving somebody does not require them to be sorry necessarily. Mm. It requires you to have healed and to allow yourself to be free from the bondage that was created from the trauma they inflicted on you. So good. You've got to give yourself permission to be free. Don't look for it elsewhere because it's not going to come. It might not this come on your it. time frame or timeline or within it. the time that like I'm healing. So this I'm expecting the person to say sorry. This is it. It won't happen. This is it. And don't go looking for it all the time. Mm. Of course, sometimes you want to have answers. That's natural. I love what you were saying about the fact that when going seeking for closure, mm. many folks will get answers that they weren't looking for or they yeah. didn't want. Yeah. Are you ready to handle that?
1: Because you can't control that. You can't. You cannot control that.
0: And understand that forgiveness is not about them mm. necessarily. Although it involves them, it's not about them, it's yeah. about
1: you. That's uh it may involve them, but it's not about them, it's, it's about it's you. you, it's so but I've true. really spoken, so please no, call me. because you've given us everything, <laughs> <laughs> everything or more. No, I, I love that. I think the only thing I can add, I think you like you said, you have to reframe the way you think, not just about fear, but you need to actually not frame your life based on past disappointments, right? So in what, like the, the multiple examples that we've given, it's easy to keep telling yourself, the reason why I cannot forgive this person, whether we acknowledge it or not, is because they made me feel like X. And it's that feeling that I'm now left with. They've left me with a burden and a feeling that I no longer... not that I no longer want to have, but I shouldn't have had in the Mm. first place. They've left me feeling rejected. They've left me feeling insecure. They've left me feeling like I'm a fool. I shouldn't have trusted them. And who is going to get rid of this feeling. And what we often then allow that unforgiveness to do and those those remaining feelings is we now make it the responsibility of the new people that come mm, into our lives mm-hmm, to yeah. now get rid of that feeling. Yeah. But they didn't give you that feeling. It's not their responsibility to take it away. It's actually your responsibility now to get yeah. rid of it. And so I think what a lot of us feel when we, we are disappointed is the weight of this new feeling, this new emotion, this new lie that we now need to do the work to get rid of. And that's why we're frustrated because Mm. it's like, now I've got to go on this journey of trusting again. And now I've got to go on this journey of loving again. And I'm tired. Like I've got to, healing is a burden, it feels Mm. like. But you have to tell yourself that you're actually worth that journey. You're actually restoring yourself and getting restored is actually worth the time and the effort. And yes, coming to this point was not your fault, but it's now your full responsibility to get out of this place. But you have to stop framing your life through the framework of past disappointments, Mm. because it'll be easy to, it'll be easy to now spot the red flags and the traps and everything and never put yourself on the line again. Do you get what I mean? You'll never be vulnerable again. You'll never be challenged again. And I think a lot of us run away from a challenge because the way we frame things is, well, I can't. I can't live up to it right like I was saying before like I am a loser in my own mind for a mm-hmm. lack of a better term mm-hmm. but I can't tell myself I am a winner because I haven't forgiven myself for failing and losing in the past yeah do you get what I yeah, mean yeah and so yeah, instead yeah. of to look at your past self and say I'm not you anymore And I actually have the freedom to evolve. We continue to punish ourselves by being bound to our past. And that's not something you have to carry around with you, right? And I think a lot of us don't give ourselves that freedom. Mm. I think a lot of us, the thing with forgiveness is, or dealing with unforgiveness is, it's denying yourself freedom. Yes. And a lot of us want to stay bound. And we don't know we want to stay bound, but we've made this place of bondage to a past idea, a past pain, a, a- Our history, our family tree, or whatever, it has now become a place of comfort for Mm. us. It's now become our baseline and it's become what we are used to. And I think one of the biggest dangers with that is you never allow yourself the freedom to evolve. You never allow yourself the freedom to be your own individual person, taking responsibility for your future and deciding actually I'm going to live different and I'm going to live free from past patterns Mm. and past decisions that even I made. I'm deciding to move on. And I think a lot of us deny ourselves that freedom to move on because we feel like freedom is a privilege Mm, and we deny ourselves that privilege and that's not fair. Mm. You decide what is a privilege and a luxury and a necessity in your life. Mm. Even if people told you, You should continue to regret these decisions you made. You did X, Y, Z. You failed to do this. You failed to make it into that university. You failed that exam. You failed that job. You did all of that. Yes, that is true. But I choose to be, I choose to be free whilst taking responsibility for the fact. Yes, that's what I did. I choose to be free from the narrative that that's all I will be. Mm, And I think that's a lot of us are, are stuck in that place this is all I'll ever be. I I will always be broken. I will always be hurt. I will always be the result of a failed marriage. I will always be the result of um, a broken home. I will always be that person that failed that business. I will always be the person that failed that exam. Even if other people lose that image of me, I am keeping that image in my mind because instead of deciding Mm. that I am free from that, I don't need to be defined by that. And so a lot of us use our unforgiveness and what's going on inside of us as a definition for who we now are yeah I was broken or I was made to f- I would somebody broke me but now I'm carrying the title of broken mm, around
0: that is so instead good.
1: of deciding that broken is not my name yeah, yeah and it's not all that I should be yeah and I don't actually I'm not even comfortable with that but instead of carrying that as my identity now mm. I need to decide that that was a past that was a past thing yeah. and that was an action somebody did to me and it was a verb but it's not a noun mm. and I think that that's we've been broken but we are not broken people that and works. you don't have to carry that with you Ooh. right so I think for us the whole thing about the mental glow up is it's time for you sis to make a decision mm. and it's time for you to take responsibility mm-hmm. for your own journey if you're going to go on this journey of glowing up there are going to be a lot of things that pop up that will become excuses for why you cannot live a free life why you cannot live live in freedom? Why you cannot live in um, subjective luxury? Why can't you live in a place of privilege and happiness? One of these things about this mental glow up is you're going to now have to make the decision to no longer be defined by those things that happened. There's going to be a lot of lies that will pop up into your mind that are trying to tell you why you have an excuse for not moving past this place of hurt, this place of pain, this place of disappointment, this place of insecurity. And you have to now get ready for the mental battle that is coming your way. And we believe in you. We believe you're strong enough to be able to confront those lies and tell them that is not all that I am I am choosing to be free right that's an active choice you have to make no one Mm. is going to come to you and hand you freedom Mm. just because they treat you right yeah you have to choose to grab freedom with both of your hands and say, I am going to live a free life. I am going to live free from depression, anxiety, fear. Um, These lies that I keep telling myself. And as much as we make it seem as though these things are what control us, actually, we have control of our own lives. We have control of our own destinies. We're going to take that responsibility now and go at it head to head and win. Oh we will win And win We have to How about that But I think the last thing I wanted to talk about In terms of this mental glow up A lot of us need to get rid of Especially as women Especially as we enter into these new parts of life Yes Imposter syndrome
0: Oh We love a good little bit of Imposter yeah. syndrome Yeah The girls love a little you bit know. of do I deserve this? Who it, am I? It, do I deserve this? I deserve right, this? Because as you're
1: about to pursue whatever it is you're going to pursue will just evolve into a better person. Absolutely. You may even start to question whether you deserve to be happy, whether you actually deserve to be whole. Yeah. Whether you actually, because maybe no one around you is whole. And I think a lot of us take this I think imposter syndrome comes in different variations. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. A lot of us think I don't deserve it, maybe because of the past things that I've done. But some of us actually think I don't deserve it because what makes me better than everyone around me who's also broken? Mm -hmm. Do you get what I mean? If you're Mm -hmm. in a family where no one has been wealthy and you're here saying, I want to be wealthy, I want to be wealthy, you may be thinking what makes me more worthy than anyone else, right? And so you decide that actually I want to stay like everyone because what makes me better? And I think what is important to frame yourself and um, one of the lies of imposter syndrome, it tells you you need to be better than everyone. I think that is what, and, and our society echoes that message. You, especially as women, you need to be better. You need to do twice as much. You need to do X, Y, Z, whether you are a child, an immigrant, whether you are an ethnic minority, a black woman, whatever, you're told, I need to be better, better, better. And that's what will prove that I am deserving of what I have. But that feeling of being deserving never comes. Talk to
0: us about imposter syndrome. Oh, I really do love me a good imposter syndrome mm. because I definitely experienced imposter syndrome Same, so, so much, especially when it came to like university or like work or even some of the things that I have wanted to do that I'm doing right now. Mm. Before, it was always the question of like, but why me? Yeah, like, Why should it be me? How about why shouldn't it be you? How about why? Because we dwell so much on the negatives. We dwell Mm. so much on this constructed idea of you being less than or you being like others. You don't have to be narcissistic to deserve happiness. You don't have to be narcissistic to be ambitious. That's good. You don't have to. Yeah. Like you don't have to be narcissistic to want better for your family. It doesn't mean that you're better. It just means you're different.
1: And there is no virtue in denying
0: yourself these things. There's no virtue. You won't win a prize for being poor, like everybody. You won't. In fact, it's it's not even... A, what's the opposite of a prize, Sean? This, is, so a <laughs> this a is a penalty. This is a penalty. <laughs> this is a penalty. There is no virtue in deciding to be poor. Ugh. There is no virtue in deciding to, you know, actively go against your calling, your purpose. Yeah. Because sometimes it's it's not even a case of you, like actively going against the grain and doing yeah, something different. This, this is, is something you've been called to do. Yeah. And you're, desi- you're denying yourself um, the cap- the capacity to do that yeah. because you feel like, I don't want to be better than other people. This
1: is it. And I think that's what we're saying. right? Like, before anyone says, oh, but not everyone strives for these things. We get that 100%. 100. If you don't feel like that's what you should have. And we always tell people, assess your intentions and Mm. assess assess your ambitions. What is it being fueled by? Because it shouldn't be informed by external factors of like, this is what society is telling me I should have, et cetera, et cetera. But what we are saying is you cannot reject those things Mm. because you feel guilty. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Guilt is not enough of a motive (laughs) to say, I'm not going to pursue that which I know is in me. Do you get what I mean? Absolutely. I'm not going to be happy because I feel guilty because the rest of my squad is sad.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: That's not enough of a reason. It's to. Not. And also, and if you do choose to do that, like, oh, but, you know, everyone around me is fine and da 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 Okay. But you've made that choice. So don't then stand around and, be, why am I not happy? Why am I... De-? Because you chose when the option was presented to you to deny yourself that. You,
0: cho- you chose.
1: There's no one else to blame. So that's what we're saying. Don't be guilty and start asking yourself why me why me why me why not you
0: and the fact that you're having this whole crisis of why me mm. means specifically you mm. because those that are it's it's always when you're about to do something huge that mm. those voices start creeping in that's a word it's always when you're about to, oh gosh i feel a bit uncomfortable yeah. good <laughs> That is your sign. That's a great symptom. That is a sign that you're on the verge of greatness. So because true. when we think about imposter, even the whole idea of being an imposter yeah. means you shouldn't be
1: there. Yeah. Who told you
0: that? Yeah. Who told where did that come from? Yeah. What lie, whether it was a collective lie, a cultural mm. lie, an individual lie that somebody actually said to your face, who told you? Identify the source. So true. assess the intention there. So was it somebody that actually was jealous of you that told yeah. you that you couldn't do this? Yeah. Was it a cultural thing or um a community thing where you've seen people who are like you yeah, strive or perhaps not have the opportunity, but you've now been presented with the opportunity. Mm. And because that has run true for everybody around you, you, you believe that this is an objective truth. Facts. It comes back to what we were saying earlier about what are the truths that you choose to, to tell believe, yourself? Yes. What are the things that you choose to tell yourself? Yes. Who told you and yeah. why? Yeah. Who told you and why that you don't deserve to be here, that you don't deserve to be happy, Mm. that you don't deserve to come for everything. Listen, I was literally telling this to Courtney a couple, if not yesterday, (laughs) if you can think it, you can do it. Yeah, It sounds so outlandish and so, you know, you're doing too much and like, oh, you're crazy. If you have envisioned it for yourself, Mm. if it's something that I know that there are some of you, that there are things that you desire to do. Yeah, There are things that are like, Purposes there are things that you're really really passionate about that mm. you haven't made any like steps towards because you're constantly questioning yourself mm. why you mm. why not you there's mm. a reason you have those burdens in your yeah. heart there's a reason why you think of these things there are reasons why you go harder for certain things in your life than others because yeah. you have been chosen yeah. it's not whether listen it the, the only impossible <laughs> preach it the only thing that is uh, impossible or rather an imposter. Are the things around you that are telling you otherwise? Yeah. Those are the real imposters. Yeah, those are the real imposters. Like I'm just so, and the reason I'm sick of it is because I've dealt with it. I've dealt Many with it, times. and still there are times where like there's certain things that I'll go for, and I'm just like, why? Yeah, me. Yeah, but then I check myself, or I have somebody else to check me again. Plugging, having friends and yeah. having sisters who are there to remind you why not you. So, why not you you That's need to change that internal Ooh. monologue and like mm. i'm just so thankful at least for myself right now i'm still working on it but my internal monologue positive
1: yeah i back yeah. myself yeah
0: you need to back yourself yeah. you need to get to a place where you back yourself or to no do one it. else will back you. because nobody else will back you if wow. you are constantly seeking, and some of us are um, constantly seeking external validation for us fulfilling our purposes or fulfilling the things that we want to do. And
1: what's annoying about that is when you have internal validation, people see it as pompous. This is it. Like you're actually, is it. like society tells you to rely on having permission, having support, having all of these things. But sometimes you're the only one who will back yourself with all the best intentions
0: and you have to run with that. That's, this is it. Because, listen, social support is fleeting. Mm -hmm. Some of the things that you see where people are doing up the most for causes they don't care about is fleeting. (laughs) Here today, I'm gone tomorrow. Gone. But you, that thing that's been calling you since 2007 has not gone away. In fact, it's even intensified. There are certain times you will turn on the television or open your phone or open up something and you will feel burdened Mm -hmm. by the fact that you needed to quit your job like three years ago. You will feel burdened by the type, by the fact that there was that guy that you really really liked and you didn't make a move because yeah. you were afraid, yeah. or you thought, why should I be deserving of somebody yeah. like that? Why yeah. not you? Why not Even you things know. like relationships, because normally, like sometimes there's that whole. Um, whilst we've been having conversations about you know high value men and all that kind of trash, um, <laughs> when a good guy does come, yeah, a good one. And you too like him. to be true. You think he's too good to be true. Mm. You think, why Why should I have access to a loving relationship? Why not you?
1: <laughs> you I deserve to
0: be adored. I love that. You deserve to be doted on. Yeah. You deserve all those cute messages that you've wanted. Ooh. Why not you? You know what I love about that? A lot of us
1: tell ourselves with imposter syndrome that we don't deserve it because we've seen other people fail at it, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So no one in my family went to university. No one um, progresses past this point. No one has good health. No one has, or whatever it may be, right? Whatever it is you're trying to uh, grow into. Mm -hmm. But then I've, I've had to reframe the way I think into, but maybe during their time, there was a decision that they could have made to change that circumstance yeah, yeah. or even if there wasn't somehow i now have an opportunity because Imposter syndrome always flares up in the face of opportunity. Mm-hmm. I now have an opportunity mm-hmm. to actually end that cycle. That's it. And I'm going to let imposter syndrome stop me, which means that my daughter, my friend, the people around me are then going to have to deal with this same cycle this because I choose to say no. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so a lot of us keep saying, I want to be the one to break the cycle. But when faced with the opportunity to do so, we, didn't, we say, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I'm too, I'm too scared to do it. Instead of going fully head on into it and saying, yeah, this is an opportunity to smash that wall. This is an opportunity to set a new pace, to set a new record, to set a new truth. We just say no. And we back away. We keep backing away in the face of that opportunity. You cannot let the idea of why me, because you're the one with the opportunity.
0: Oh, It's that simple. It's quite simple. It's
1: that simple. You're the one who f- is facing the opportunity to change something right now. You should not back away from it. I think another issue with uh, imposter syndrome is perfectionism. Mm, Stop putting mm. this undue pressure on yourself to be perfect for what is showing up for you. Because you can constantly evolve into the person that role needs, into that relationship. Give yourself the room to evolve, right? A lot of us, Feel stagnated in the things that we do sometimes because we entered it knowing that we were fully capable. Mm. So now there's no room to evolve. You took that job, and it's something that they always say statistically: women want to fulfill over 90% of of a job job of of the job role before they apply. Men 40% 40% (laughs) 40 At at best. Why a lot of us see ourselves as having to be perfect when we show up, and then we kind of feel a bit blasé when we're actually in the role because we're already the the role can't push us we're already there Listen. Do you get what I mean? And so, and then we don't take opportunities to actually be challenged because we tell ourselves, well, I'm not good enough. Of course you're not good enough. You're entering, it's like, I'm not going to step onto the pitch because I'm not a pro footballer yet. How will you become a pro footballer if you don't step onto the pitch? You can't keep that being scared of the arena of growth and still expecting to stand on a podium Excellent. and get a medal for being the best Fantastic. at it. You have to not only prove yourself, you have to train to prove yourself and then win and a lot of us are scared of the training process because it will prove to us that it's like when they're going to be so many penalties you'll miss in training right so that when the play comes when the game comes you don't miss but you've got to give yourself the room to miss those penalties you've got to give yourself the room to spot like to actually identify your blind spots you've Mm -hmm. got to give yourself the opportunity to say actually this leg is weaker than this leg you've got to give yourself you've got to put yourself in a place which will reveal to you you are not 100% there yet and a lot of us want to be affirmed and be the best at everything Why is there shame attached to identifying that there's room to grow? Don't allow that to be shame because you're not meant to be the final version of yourself at 21. Mm -hmm. You're not meant to be the final version of yourself at 35 you're not until the final version of yourself is the one they put in, in the brain, baby <laughs> if, you got, if you woke up today there's more to do there's, and that more looks different well, but it's, it's room to for today. evolution and a lot of us are scared that if you don't come and see me perfect it means I'm failing in an area no baby mm. it means you're human mm-mm, you're mm-mm, human and you're on a journey mm-mm, that mm-mm. takes constant reevaluation and constant mm-mm. evolution but if you don't give yourself that room if you deny yourself that room you will actually stifle your own growth yes, mentally, emotionally, relationally, communally, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, you will stunt your own growth. And that's the essence of self sabotage. You need to put yourself in a place where, yes, you may be scared because it will reveal to you, yes, you're not good enough yet. And it's that yet you have to rely on this is because it. I'm going to get there full stop.
0: 100. 100, you know the destination. This is it. You know the and destination. And you've got
1: bet on yourself to be able to, sh- when you show up, to actually try. A lot of us don't bet on ourselves. Okay, when this comes, am I going to be able to handle it? Well, last time. I didn't handle it very Mm -hmm. well. But this time I'm going to choose to do it better because after the last time happened, I assessed, this is when I went, this is where I went wrong. This was where I I was challenged. This was where I gave up. This was where I was weak. This was where I was taken advantage of or whatever happened. But I'm going to look out for those things and rely then on the confidence that I can handle what is thrown at me no matter what comes. But a lot of us don't bet on ourselves, and we don't give ourselves the opportunity to actually surprise ourselves, but also to just not be perfect,
0: and that's okay. That's fine. And I think it's it's just such a narrative that we as women really suffer from. Yeah, from you know the self-made wife, mm. the mother, the everyone thinks that you just become these things yeah. overnight. Even Ooh. the whole idea of motherhood, right? Like, will I be a good mother? Yeah, I have to be perfect you before the kids shows. Or will I be a, I need to be a perfect wife before I'm actually even in a relationship (laughs) with someone. How many times, listen, (laughs) how many times have we seen so much like content or Mm. things around like preparing to be a wife or preparing for a relationship so that you can be perfect without actually getting into
1: one? That's good. Why? Yeah. Perfection cannot be proved without testing. (laughs) It's that simple.
0: Officer, can we get that on it? Can we get that inscribed on, like, uh, I think I've got my next tattoo. Like, I just, that resonated strongly with my spirit and my soul. Yeah. But no, we do need to liberate ourselves from this idea of perfectionism. Mm -hmm. It's okay. It's actually, do you know what? Even the whole idea of failing. Mm -hmm. It's okay to fail, you know? I think there's such stigma around failure Mm -hmm. because we allow it to become our identity as Mm -hmm. opposed to something that has happened. Happened fact as you were saying it's a verb yeah not a noun (laughs) you could there are winners that lose there are winners that lose but there are no losers that win be a winner that occasionally loses but understand that you're a winner serena williams has lost many games listen listen lebron james who could 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 you stand in front of these people and tell them that they're losers? there you
1: go surely not there you go why because they keep showing up and they keep getting better
0: that's it all we require from you sisters is to show up and get better yeah show up and get better yeah. that's okay and if you fall that's cool that's fine it's actually fine and to the point on like um choosing a new truth mm. the image that was like constantly in my mind was footsteps mm. in the sand. Mm. many of us like if we go to like a abandoned territory yeah. or like a, a place that we don't know we look for the signs and symbols of like somebody else be in here here. first before we do it. We're always looking for the footsteps in the sand. Could it be that you're the one that needs to chart the new territory? Could it be you? Because you know the other footsteps in the sand lead to the water. You're going to die there. It's the waves. They're crashing. They didn't make it out. You have an opportunity to do something different. Change the path. Pick up a lamp. Get stepping. And we
1: know it's scary, baby. But you've got to go. Or yes, you will definitely. die there.
0: This is <laughs> you will- No,
1: no, no. But for real, a, a lot of us think I'm not going to put myself in the position to explore something new and don't realize that the, a consequence of that mm. is then this is where you'll always be. Because how many times have you. This is true. I don't want to make this... Like, I'm I'm one person who is guilty of running away from decisions. Mm. I've, there's a decision I've been needed to make for the last six months that I haven't been making. Yeah, it's very frustrating. Mm. But every time I think about this decision and I talk to new people, I always come to the same conclusion. I'm walking around in circles, right? And I know the decision I need to make to get out of that cycle. But because I'm scared, I just, I'd rather walk
0: around, around it.
1: and around and around. And a lot of us are in danger of living lives that are in cycles and in rounds and rounds and rounds because we won't simply make the decision that we keep coming to face with. It's like, you know, you're in a season of like a lot of cycles when everything is teaching you the same thing.
0: Oh boy. It's proof
1: that you haven't made the decision that boy. you need to make to go to a new place. Boy. Do you get what I mean? Yes. So yes, every time I work on a new project, the, the biggest wall that I hit is always about my confidence. Every time I get a report from my manager, it's always about my confidence. And because I haven't chosen to do the hard work to become a more confident person, no matter what workplace I go to, everyone gives me the same assessment and I keep telling them oh that's what my last job told me that's what my last job told me how will you evolve if you don't choose to evolve past this point Mm. do you get what I mean so you have to if you keep identifying I keep going around the same place it's probably because you're not making the hard decision that is required that you probably already know and And so you then go to a new person it's like when people go from this channel to that channel and ask this person for advice and I'm a big advice asker can you give me advice can I have a chit chat can I just you know get your input and everyone tells you the same thing you need to stop you stop need to for no somebody. one's gonna tell you it's a broken record at this point just do what you know you need to do
0: this is it you actually just need to do it yeah and it, it's kind of like um so we're coming up with analogies today. <laughs> we <obviously>. really are <laughs> we really are but it it likens to A wound, yeah, Mm. where if you don't go and seek the attention that you need, you're going to get gangrene and the wound is still going to be there. But because we're so afraid of like getting stitches yeah, all of that kind of stuff and the healing process, we're like, no, we're just going to let it fester. The more you let it fester, the worse it gets. The worse it gets and the more difficult it is to actually move on. Mm. There oh, are that's things That's so true. There are things That's so true. There are things in your life if you don't get moving on today. Get stepping today. <laughs> it's going to take you even longer to get it's out of it. It's so true cuz it only gets harder. It just gets worse i just it's so true it like it literally just make things easier for yourself in the long run and make the decision now i'm exactly the same like i will ponder on it from even um making the decision around what to eat ponder 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 (laughs) think deep think deep thought thought. sometimes you need to do liberate yourself from deep thinking something you have deep thoughts yourself overthinking is killing us Overthinking is killing the sisters and women we have such proclivities towards thinking Mm. deeply considering Ooh. deeply yeah this yeah. is probably where we would do well to take a leaf out of some guys yeah where they just do 100 you got it and the thing is we're not even just doing because as you said we have heard the advice yeah. again and again the trees are now singing to you to yeah. do the decision that you the <laughs> trees so you know the ones where you'll actually even be seeing yeah. things so you're just like did that <laughs> was it's is coming from cloud simple. the shape of <laughs> <Literally>. a decision i <laughs> need to make like <laughs> Is that, a, is that a sign is that a it's more than just for, a sign babe we will, and the thing is we will look for a different sign to the signs that we have mm-hmm. all been seeing for years mm-hmm. now yes mm-hmm. marks a different sign and think of that that's the one sign baby you're gonna see the same signs over, <laughs> over and, and over, over again and over. so do the initially hard thing of making the decision and then ride easy oh that's a word ride easy life doesn't have to be it feels difficult now because you're resistant against a path that's actually destined for you oh that's why it feels difficult you're literally resisting against your destined path i know that sounds so airy fairy and hocus pocus, but you are (laughs) (laughs) you are actively going against things don't and the thing is like when you decide to pursue actively the Mm -hmm. things that you know that you were gifted to do things will open up for you in ways that you don't expect I'm going to take that for myself. Things will, like, favor will actually be upon you. It's a word. Favor will actually be. Word. And some of us feel like we're not deserving of that favor. You are. You are. You just need you to are. actually do what you need or to do. Or
1: even, you're not. And actually, that's fine. Because <laughs> one thing I've come to realize, life's not fair. And I've said it on the podcast. Oh, so yeah, days, like, yeah. Life is not fair. And the same way sometimes you most times you don't warrant the bad things that happen to you is equally you sometimes don't warrant the good things that happen to you so
0: just don't question it listen it's good to be lucky be lucky luck i wish luck on every single one of you
1: have favor shown to you do you get what i mean like if someone hands me 50 pounds on it do you think i'm gonna say why why me why not the girl that was walking why not the person honey i'm already halfway through spending half people Thank you.
0: Bye. (laughs) God bless. (laughs) And it's funny because we often question so, so much. Why are these good things happening to me? Yeah. Waiting for something bad to happen. But we find a
1: way to be deserving of the bad things. This is the
0: thing. We blame ourselves. Oh, that abuse in that relationship. Was that me? Was that me? Was that me? But then when you come across somebody that loves you, why me?
1: And that's why you get frustrated when you cannot manipulate your way into good things. Cause like, I can't control you to treat me better because sometimes it's not about your efforts. Mm. It's just about the choices that various people have made. And now you're dealing with the consequence. Sometimes <laughs> it's good and sometimes it's bad, but you deal with the punches you are rolled.
0: And if the dice rolls you something good, baby, run with that. Run with it. Some of us are blocking our own blessings. I think that's a good place to end it Mm, because we could be on here forever (laughs)
1: that's a good place to end it but sis we hope that this has given you some insights into the mental glow up and being able to feel confident as you step forth into the things that you have been dreaming of the person that you want to be we are here to support you and we want you to just further engage with the community and the sisters because we're not the only sisters around here Mm -hmm. so if you are listening to us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube wherever you are you can join the sisters Know, that's right. join the conversation as well by adding us on instagram at to my sisterhood and you can also come and say hi to us individually at cd Buating and at renee kapuku
0: Wonderful. And um subscribe. oh Yeah. Please. Hi. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that subscribe. Leave button. a comment down below. Stop being so selfish. This oh, is about wow. community.
1: <laughs> we didn't mean that. Please subscribe.
0: This is about this is about community. So share with the sisters. Yeah. You know, we want to be able to share the sisterhood with a lot of other sisters, and we want to make sure that you guys find your destiny helpers. Yeah. So subscribe, share, all of that good stuff. And <laughs> sign up yes to the exclusive mailing list please www.tomysisters.com you already know it's quite simple <laughs> <laughs> okay it's quite simple i won't even say anything else it's quite simple um but other than that you guys have a fantastic fantastic week ahead yeah. um full of mental glow-ups yes. we really want to talk to that internal voice yes. show them who's boss
1: it's you that's the truth
0: We will catch you very soon in another episode. And uh, as always, keep what? Glowing and growing. Hold up. What was that?